It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah, a guide through trauma, personal healing, growth, and discovery leading to the ultimate life of joy, mental wellness, and less fear. As a single mother, certified coach in transitional change and adventure, I will share my personal traumas and help you with steps to be free of whatever internal or external chains are keeping you from enjoying this life. My guests and I go beyond the typical conversation as they share their inspirational journeys. And every other week, I bring you my solo episodes where I highlight issues or ahas that I know you are going through too. From relationships, aspirations that have seemed impossible, motherhood, friendships, work, transitions, inertia, depression, my wish is this forum can help you through all of this and more. My mission is to create a supportive community and connection that empowers each one of you to love yourself and believe your right to live boldly. Shelby Stanger, thank you for joining us on the Live Boldly podcast. You kick ass. And again, like this is what happens. Every freaking guest that I have on, I listen to the books or read them. I dive into who you are and I'm like, how have we not met? This It's how I always start every single freaking conversation. How have we not met? Can we talk about your purple nails? Like those are so beautiful. Blue. They're blue. Aren't they great? Blue. Well, they're really cool. <laughs> they're ocean. They're ocean. I don't know how we haven't into. met, but our paths eventually diverged to today. Oh, so thank you for having me on. I'm stoked. Um, you are an incredible woman. I want to dive into your story. So everybody go grab your journals and really take notes on this because you, how do I even explain you? You have catapulted into this space and have been helping people. You have your own podcast. You are now a published author. Love your book, Will Wild. It's Thank incredible you. stories of people that are doing these courageous, brave actionable, um, beautiful experiences in their life to become who they are intended, living their purpose. And just, I want to dive in first of all, with who is Shelby? Let's have you start there. Who are you? Well, I'm a journalist, a podcaster, I guess now an author, but I've always just believed that even a little adventure is life's antidote. It's so good for you. And it started when I was young. I started surfing when I was a young little girl. My dad had passed away suddenly of a heart attack when I was 11 and I got to go to surf camp and I was a soccer player, but in the water, I just got a lot of answers that I didn't on land. And then pretty soon afterwards started teaching surfing. And there was this all woman surf school that my favorite human in the world opened. It's still going today. It's called surf diva surf school. And this powerhouse of a woman is E.T. Honey. You should have her on your podcast. She's incredible. She started this brave all woman surf school in like 1996 with her tin twin sister Coco before anyone was doing it. And I was a surf instructor and I, and I'd push, push women into waves and 
after a weekend or a week on clinic, they'd call me and they'd be like, Shelby, I quit my job that I needed to quit. Or I divorced my husband that I needed to divorce or, or they'd end a relationship that they needed, they, they needed to end that wasn't serving them. Or they are moving across the country to a place with a better beach and their life would never be the same again. And then the changes they would make would keep going and going and going. And we're in this like age of self-help. Bleh. There's so much self-help right now. You can so take psychedelics, much. you can go to gurus, you can do oh this. God. But I've always believed that, you know, a little adventure is super healing and it gives you this dose of courage that you take with you to the rest of your life. You can't get that taking any pill. And you know, I'm not a hardcore adventurer. I'm probably never going to like hike the entire Grand Canyon or like climb Mount Everest. I think just going out in your garden every day or taking a hike or going for a surf or taking a rock climbing lesson or picnicking outside every Friday for a month can really create a shift in your mindset and how you feel. And I you know this because you just spent all this time with the great Florence Williams. Oh my God. I love Florence Williams. I, yeah, we were in the San Juans. Um, a couple, here's a little tidbit of information. When we were on that particular retreat, we were actually, we got into one spot to a lake and then we had to make this decision. Are we going to push forward? And yes, let's push forward. Let's take these women to that next level. And I'll never forget turning around this corner and I will tell you, like we, there was this incredible, beautiful spot to do a cold plunge. And so we all took our clothes off and jumped in and did this incredible cold plunge. And it's, it's moments like that, where you can just get out of your comfort zone and be a little bit more brave and a little bit more courageous, which you talk about in your book. So there's two things about that. One, why is it when we're with a group of women that we always take our clothes I, off and jump I, into water i've I don't had know. so many surf countries and like we end up naked surfing or whatever but there's something about cold plunging that i think is radical try to cry and be upset when you're in freezing cold water you can't do it and no. this is so cool like i've had i had like kind of a traumatic experience this weekend i went i went across the border to mexico and went surfing everything was going great made it almost a mile from the border and then we like the directions are like right left right left and there's no street signs and it's mexico and it's turning and it's like border this way century lane this way and whatever we went the wrong way so we end up in a roundabout and apparently in mexico you, you have to yield to some guy that wasn't there that's supposed to tell you where to go we got pulled over by a fake cop and it was awful he basically made us pay him off he's like you got to go to mexican no. jail pay this off. we were like what and i was with a colombian he spoke fluent spanish we just, we both are well-traveled. We're seasoned adventures. We hadn't crossed the border in a long time. So part of an adventure is stuff goes wrong, but it really shook me up. And I didn't know why it shook me up so much, but I went home. I like kind of cried because I felt really stupid that I'm like this adventure journalist and author and I could totally work crossing the border <laughs> and I had to pay a bribe and I just felt so annoyed. And I went in the water and I felt a lot better. Yeah. And then I went in the water again and I felt more better. And then, and it wasn't totally cured, but by the next morning, I like completely forgot about it. And I thought it was funny. And I was like, wow, that was pretty fast. I bet if it was ice water, it would have been faster. Um, but you asked me who you were, I was. And then the other thing is, you know, I've always been so fascinated by adventure that I think accidentally I tried to make it my life's work to study people who've taken the path less traveled, mm -hmm. but made adventuring or nature a part of their life. And I've always just, you know, we, we all have these, these rules, like go to a great college, 
get married, have kids. And like, obviously, we know that that's not for everyone. And I've always been fascinated by people who've said yes to a decision that didn't make sense on paper. Oh, oh, say that one more time. Who said yes to a decision that did not make sense on paper. And so that's where this book starts is when I had to say yes to a decision that seemed absolutely stupid on paper. Yeah. And it was so hard for me to make that decision that I spiraled into like a deep, dark depression, which really scared the heck out of me because depression runs deep in my family. You know, there's a history of like mental health illness, addiction, and suicide. And I was like, I'm an athlete. This won't happen to me. And then all of a sudden it was happening to me. And I had these really dark thoughts. Eventually I just had to make the decision to quit my job, but it didn't make sense on paper. Mm-hmm. If I'd stay at that job, I'd probably have more money in my bank account. But I don't know. I've had this life that right now has felt really fulfilling to me. It doesn't mean this is going to be the life I have for, um, but I've come to these crossroads again and again and again, where I have to make a decision that doesn't make sense on paper, but it makes sense in my heart and I feel alive and I don't have this dark cloud over me because I'm making the decision that at the time is best for me. And the way I've come to these decisions has been to go out into nature, simply a swim in the ocean, a hike up the local trail. And I don't live in like Colorado. I'm in San Diego. Like I'm lucky. I have the beach in front of me, but it's not like, it's not like we have these like crazy trails and mountains everywhere. I mean, we do, we have, we have a lot, but it's in Colorado. So even a little nature goes a long way and you've spent a lot of time with Florence. So we know that nature is healing, relaxes our nervous system, allows us to experience soft fascination where our minds can wander. We're able to be in the present moment. We can focus. You know, what's not in science is that nature, I think, has a lot of great metaphors for life. And it's such a great teacher. I think the most classic example is like rainbows. You know, in order to experience the beauty of a rainbow, you have to put up with the rain. Yes. And we don't always like putting up with rain. But that's part of nature. And... um I don't know. Whenever I'm in these periods of like, hey, this is not easy. Like I didn't I didn't sign up for this. I know that there's a rainbow that lies on the other side of this. So this book is really like disguised as an adventure book, but it's really just self-help through choosing your own adventure in nature. And that adventure can look like a lot of things. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be meaningful to you. So one of the things that Florence said on our retreat this weekend, so she does the nature bathing, the the forest bathing, and I do the Reiki healing and the coaching. We do, I mean, we cross over a lot, right? And the work that we do, which is super fun uh, because we come from different angles, which is why it works so well. Uh, One of the things though that she said was awe expands your sense of time. When you are sitting in awe, you aren't rushed, right? You're not like, oh, you're not looking at your watch. I got to get somewhere on time or I have to do this by a certain time, which I loved when she said that because I'm like, oh, this makes complete sense why I feel like, A, I'm getting younger (laughs) because I'm experiencing so much all the time, right? It's like, I'm I'm not gonna die, huh? Like this is a, this is like the never-ending journey, right? Because you're like you're in awe of your every single day presence when you are experiencing nature in this way. When you're ex- experiencing your life as an adventure, it's not this put in a box type of life, which 
I love. I mean, divorce is what this has thrown me into. And I think it's the coolest freaking trip ever. Yes, it could have taken me the other way, spiraled me into the darkness, which it did for a little bit. And then once I started getting outside and like you, it was the ocean. I started paddling with whales and dolphins and I'm like, damn, this is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I think what awe does for you is like what's really cool about awe is if before experiencing awe, you were in a crappy mood, immediately after experiencing awe, you forget about your crappy mood and your personality shifts in a second. So like, let's say you had a fight with your ex-husband or you're dealing with some divorce BS. You go out and you paddle and you see a dolphin leap or a whale breach. It stops you in your tracks. Absolutely. You forget about your crappy mood. You forget about the divorce bullshit. You just, you feel smaller yet more connected to the grand world in front of you. Time slows and speeds up almost at the same time. And your ability to get out of your own way so you can pursue whatever you really want to do without the resistance and the crap that you tell yourself in your head goes away immediately. And there's no pill on earth that you can buy without crazy side effects that right. does that like awe. And so I do think awe is super powerful. And I think one of the other cool things about nature is like it forces you to be authentic. Yes. And I think that's why when you're with a group of girls outside of nature, you don't give a crap and you take off your clothes and you go jump in the cold plunge because when you're going surfing, your bikini is often like up in your butt and like oh, over yeah. your boob and your hair is a mess and you're not all dolled up. You're just your most authentic self. And sometimes it's messy and ugly and you still feel pretty stoked. Like there's not a lot of times. It's just a cool time in life where you cannot care about your aesthetics on the outside and just fully enjoy the joy that you get from the inside of experiencing in the moment. I mean, we both live in Southern California where there's some pressure to be aesthetically uh, looking good on the outside. And when you're adventuring in nature, like you're not always going to look great and you're going to feel great no matter what. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. So you talk a lot about signs in your book. And I want to, I want to dive into some of these concepts that you talk about. Uh, the secret hippie. The secret. I'm a secret hippie. I come across not, but I, you are I have this little inside. I was listening to this. And I was like, damn girl, like you, you and I could go hang in the mountains for a little bit and maybe not come out for a while. Uh, Cause like I live by the same thing. So, so how did tell us more about this? The trail signs, the blazings, the, Look, the things that are I'm in cerebral. I'm in my head a lot. I had parents that were I, my mom was a professor, a college professor. I went to like a good school. I can, you know, get all in my head with the best of them. But like I said, I think sometimes when we're lost and we're stuck and we don't know what to do next, we should do what all trail hikers do, which is look for a sign. Now, on the trail, a sign literally points you to like not going off a cliff or it says, hey, go check out that waterfall. It's a little windy up here, but it's beautiful and you're going to see this epic vista along the way. And in life, sometimes we get crossroads where we have to make these decisions and we can make all the pro con lists that we want. But I think when we get there, you really know the answer. Like we all know what we want to do. There's just sometimes something telling us like people hire me all the time. Now they're hiring me. They usually just call me and ask to pick my brain for free. And they're like, Shelby, I want to quit my job. <laughs> and they know what to do. They want to quit their job so bad. They should just quit their job. But right. 
their spouse or husband or belief system is saying, don't do it. And and usually by this point, they have a plan. You know, if you don't have a plan, I say don't quit your job because it can be really stressful if you don't have enough financial support to like make it like that's that's awful. So this book isn't about quitting your job, even though a lot of people quit their job when they read it. But I think you have to look for signs and signs will either point you should go or they'll be painful and they'll be like, hey, stop going that way or you're going to fall across this trail and possibly plummet off a cliff. So I think the only way you can find signs is to pay attention and they're going to be personal. Signs are very personal. They come to you in only the language that you speak. Mm-hmm. So when I knew I needed to take a job at Vans, I was like, universe, give me a sign. You got to ask for them. And like, I literally was at dinner and the waiter was wearing a Vans side stripe. I was in Orange County. So like the chances of this happening was pretty high, but it was immediate. Um, when I wanted to quit my job and I kept muscling through this depression, I kept getting injured while running. And then I got injured while swimming. And then I had an experience where I peed my bed at age 29. I, I laughed like, my ass funny. off in that part of the book. I was like, she didn't, she really did. I was like, does she get it? Is she real? She really did. And I was like, so horrified to write about this, but I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny. It's hilarious. And then I was like stuck in traffic. And I realized when I was so stuck in traffic, like literally a semi truck had turned on the 101 freeway, which is one of the busiest, most awful freeways in awful. America, in LA. And I was like, oh, I'm stuck. And there's like a semi truck in front of me, but I'm stuck in life too. And I need to like, the only way to move forward, I can't move through a freaking semi truck. I'm going to just have to sit here, be patient. And when I get out of this, I need to get help. And sometimes you got to ask for help. And that's that's being brave. So this book is really, you know, disguised as an adventure guidebook. But it's an entire book about ways to approach fear through humor, through adventure, through all types of people that have done it from an outdoor drag queen to a body positive runner to 56 year old grandmas to an 85 year old grandma to a former executive at IBM who wanted to, like, bike down the entire coast of Alaska to Mexico. So I just wanted to give examples, big and small, of how adventure can help you change your life. And it doesn't have to be a big adventure. It could be taking up gardening. I've seen people make dramatic shifts in their lives from planting a garden or even like succulents in their backyard. And it doesn't have to be expensive either. Like someone wrote me a comment. I did a TEDx talk and they were like, show me the version for those of us who have to have have to work. And I was like, dude, like half the people in my book and who I interview are not rich. No. I think one of the things I say in the book is like, if you want to do an adventure and you're scared and and you want to just have an experience, hire a guide. It's really not that expensive to take a surf lesson or rock climbing trip or save up and go on that trip with Sarah and go to the Grand Canyon or Alaska or whatever. Or whatever. (laughs) You know, it's, it's the thing that I have found, uh, you know, I'm high impact. I love high impact. If you can't tell anybody that knows me knows that, like, I'm like, I love doing, I I love the, the rush, right. The adrenaline. And I will say that some of the greatest times, like the greatest uh, experiences, my greatest lessons have come from high impact experiences. In other words, take those three days and just get off the grid 
or not get off the grid, whatever you can do, right? And just like go do something that fills your heart and your soul. It's high impact. It's awesome. And that's what also keeps me going throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, I, think, I think it's really important if you can put something on your calendar because mm-hmm. you paid for it in advance, you're more likely to show up. Absolutely. You got some skin in the game. And it's hard to make time for things like that, but it's really important. Like very one shot at this ride of life and you might as well live it up. So there's a quote that you wrote in your, that you said in your book, um, by the way, you got to record your own book, which is of course you did because you also are a podcaster. Uh, and I loved it. I thought it was so good. It was very well done. Living in drama keeps us from seeing our signs in life. I had to laugh at that because it's so true. And I think that so oftentimes people live in the drama of life and create all of the why nots instead of the why can't we, right? Like, like why, not the why not, but like, how can I, right? Instead of actually stepping into the, how can I make this happen? Or why, why isn't this for me? Of course it's for me. Um, Tell us more about that. I mean, I'm from a family where there's some drama <laughs> and um, I've created drama. Like it look, maybe it looks different than it looks for the rest of my family members. But I think when we don't want to deal with what's in front of us, we all know that person and maybe it's ourselves mm-hmm. that creates drama that gets into fights. Like if you find yourself fighting with a customer service agent and your friend and your coworker, or you're just getting annoyed. You're like, I hate that politics. Look, most of us don't like politics or whatever. But if you find yourself really angry at like every single cause in the world and you're getting like really wrapped up and just drama, like everywhere, traffic, you're getting annoyed at people who cut you off. You just have to stop and take inventory yourself. Because usually when your finger is pointing at something you don't like, there's something about yourself that you also yeah. don't like. And yeah. that's hard. Like the other day, someone I know posted this whole video about this like entitled person parking in her spot in LA. And she was so upset. And this person that was posting this is super entitled to herself. And it just made me laugh. And I, I wrote it and I was like, you know what? I don't like entitled people either because I'm also a little entitled. And I just admitted it. Like I'm a little entitled sometimes. Sometimes I get annoyed that like all these people are surfing in front of my house which is a free public space of a beach. And I'm like, oh my God, what a jerk I am. I'm like, and now whenever someone surfs there, I'm like, hi, welcome. Like, we're so excited to have you. (laughs) But when I'm not doing well, I'm like, I just need to surf. I don't want you here. You know what I mean? Like we all, we can all be kind of a-holes sometimes, but I think um, yeah, drama is a good distraction. Super good distraction. Are you looking to bring a little more happiness into your life or want to learn how to step outside your comfort zone? Guess what? Our digital downloadable programs are only $39 just for a limited time. Go grab Unstuck and Free, How to Live Outside Your Comfort Zone, filmed in the mountains of Southern California, Mount Baldy to be exact, my favorite mountain, or go grab Seven Steps to Happiness. This is filmed on the High Sierra Loop in Yosemite National Park. Incredible, incredible visuals. These programs will take you to that next step and rise you into living your best life. Use the coupon code LIVEBOLDLY at checkout, L-I-V-E-B-O-L-D-L-Y. Go grab them, sarahsholtoncrans.com, underneath more and digital programs.
Well, and do you think the world kind of is in that space too? Like the world can be in that space, whereas we just create yeah. more and more and more of it instead of actually settling. And I, that's the beautiful thing about being out in nature and being on an adventure is that you have simplicity. Look, for me, when I'm only carrying everything that I need for nine days on my back, there's not a lot of drama that's going to happen. Like you're, you're, you're simplified down. You're stripped yeah. down to who you are. I mean, we're living in challenging times. Like if you are drama and you're experiencing drama, you're not alone. Like, yeah, I think this is the great anxiety. It's not the great depression. It's the great anxiety. And, you know, we all have it. And I think this summer has I've started seeing a a lot of joy returning to people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the exciting people are wearing like thongs at the beach, like every type of body's wearing it. And that I was like, that is so like used to only see people shaped like Barbie who wear thongs. Now you're seeing everybody wear thongs. And I'm like, you know what? That's awesome. Like people are leaning into joy. And I think yet, you know, our mind goes to where we look for things that we want to see. So if you're always looking for drama, you're going to find it. Mm -hmm. But I think if you just start believing that the universe is naturally good, good things will come. Look, there's going to be hard, crappy things. But those things, if you can view as teachers, easier said than done. I'm not going to say that I can master this. You know, it's important. Like I deal with this maddening autoimmune condition called vitiligo. And it's maddening because it turns my pigment white. Like I'm naturally white, but I, I'm about as tan as you normally. And my whole face is, is also just lighting. So it's hard to see it. But like, I'm like, why? Why me? And it comes and goes, but I have to learn to just understand the good parts of it, that it's here to teach me that beauty is more than skin deep. And maybe this is the message I meant to share with the world. I'm like, really? Could I have not shared something else with the world? I don't know. But like, for whatever reason, this is in my path right now and I've got to face it. And maybe it's teaching me how to better grasp the anxiety that I have. I don't know. But I think when you kind of do a lot of adventures you meet a lot of people um like anything from all different walks of life that share similar things and you know usually they have a passion for nature and a passion to care about the environment and a lot of them are really sensitive and so i don't know i've interviewed enough people that i know that someone is often fighting a battle that you know nothing about and so the answer yeah. is love and that's kind of what this book is really about how to find love and it just disguises how to deal with fear and find love through a bunch of different types of cool adventure stories and then tips at the end on how how to just make it happen. Yeah. You interviewed one of my favorite, which is Dr. Edith Eager. Oh, she's cool. Oh God, she's so cool. She's so cool. I heard her talk when I was in eighth grade. So Dr. Edith Eager, for those who don't know, is a famous Holocaust survivor. And she wrote this book called The Choice. Um, and followed it up with the gift at like 90 something. And I was lucky when I was in eighth grade, she came and spoke at our school. And then I didn't realize this, but a year later I dated her grandson and um, he was really cute. And <sighs> now he's helping her with her, her, her master classes. He's that guy. And he was just great. And I didn't hear from her for years and years and years. She came out with the book and I was like, Oh my God, I remember my mom was like, I remember when she came and spoke at your eighth grade class, you came home and you were like, this woman is fascinating, blah, 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 blah. I went and listened to her book signing at Warwick's and I was just so inspired by her that I figured out a way to have her on my podcast. And 
here's a woman that taught me so much. You know, she survived the Holocaust. She was a young woman. She was competing to be an Olympic gymnastics um, teammate and the Holocaust ha happened. Her parents were murdered. Her and her sister survived barely. And her oldest sister had escaped um, to Budapest and had been hidden by, by people. But one, she said, we can't compare our trauma. Yeah. And the other thing she says is that, you know, we all have a choice. Often the prisons that we're trapped by are in our own minds. And we have a choice and the key is often in our pocket. And she taught me a lot about self-love and self-care. And she said, self-love is self-care. It's not narcissistic. And a lot of adventurers I've interviewed get a lot of shit for being adventurers and quitting their jobs or taking long times off of work and their kids to go do these things. And what Edith said is like, no, this is an act of self-love. You got to show up for yourself or you can be there for other people. And if your idea of self-love is to go take a few days and do a retreat or go to nature, do it. And it doesn't have to be extreme. Um, and then she taught me some funny lessons about orgasms and men and relationships. I <laughs> she's friends. She's funny. And she's she so just funny. has a beautiful way about her. I, I think in life, you know, I tried to have a lot of old ladies in my book because our that. culture, you know, we're kind of weird with old people in America, mm -hmm. but like old ladies rule, old men rule too, but like little old ladies have so much wisdom, you know, I and agree. we can learn a lot from them. I agree. I agree. My favorite quote from her is we all walk through the valley of darkness or death at some point in our lives. Do not set up camp there. Mm, that's a good one, right? Don't set up, Don't camp, set up there. camp there. Pick that shit up and move on through. That's my part. Next part to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that good? That's really good. That's I love really that line. I, I would have used that in the book. Thanks for sharing me. Yeah, I, no worries. Yeah, Next book. We are right going to, I, I think we're in this like phase of, of the world too. My mom's a therapist. So I, I, I talked to her about this a lot, but like I see it with young kids they talk so much about their trauma, advertising themselves. Like at some point, you know, yes. uh, a wise yogi teacher told me, it doesn't really matter if you know why you're hungry. You just need to, so you're actually finally full. Like eventually you just need to eat. I do think it, it's helpful to know why you're hungry, but eventually you also just have to freaking eat food. Right, right, right. With that. Yeah, right. And it's it's so interesting to me because I find it the exact same thing. I think that TikTok and all of the things, people are obsessed a lot of times with just like talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And that's where I think that nature and adventuring has helped me more than anything because it's the space of getting me out of the story and allowing me to find the clarity and the answers to those things that I had been seeking. It tricks you like nature like, tricks you. It tricks you into meditating when you're like swimming in the open ocean. I went and swam La Jolla Cove the other day and I had like, I had like a weird experience happen and I didn't understand why. And I was like, God, it's so weird. Like I was so in my head, but I was so concerned about seeing a seal or a shark. That I didn't really think about anything else, but putting one hand in front of the other and it was so blue and beautiful and there are Garibaldi's fish. And then I like forgot about everything else. And I was so in the flow and had so much joy. And then I got this dose of courage because I freaking did it. I swam to the quarter mile and back. It's only 300 yards. It's not very impressive, but I was proud of myself. And afterwards I was like, I got this epiphany. And I was like, oh, 
that happened because of X, Y, Z. And it wouldn't have, I could have gone to a therapist and tried to work that out. It it wouldn't have happened. It happened because I was tricked into meditating. My brain was forced down so that the answers could subconsciously come out. Yeah. It happens every time. So tell us about your, one of your favorite parts of the book that it was to write. And when I wrote my book, I know like the, the, the chapter that I was like, I was in it. I was like jamming through it. It was like the vessel was opened. Chapter like you, I want, I want to hear about your experience in writing this book and what was your favorite part of it? I know most of it sucked, but then I got a chapter <laughs> and I was like, all right, I can do this. <laughs> the only reason why I thought the book was hard is because um, I had some hiccups in the publishing process. You know, publishing is a weird industry. The person I sold it to immediately got fired. The next person was oh. like a business editor and wanted me to write it in terms of length of adventure and type. And I was like, dude, it's a wild idea if it's wild to you. And then she quit. And then the third girl was like, we're not going to publish this till 2024. And I was like, nope, this thing's going out in 2023. Let's make it happen. I'll fly to New York tomorrow. And they're like, okay, this girl means business. Um, you know, I'm with a big publisher where Hillary Clinton and Jerry Seinfeld are also on the list and I'm Shelby Stanger. And um, they ended up being beautifully amazing to work with, but it took a couple like, you know, I ended up with a great editor. So like oh. I said, sometimes adventures are better in retrospect and sometimes things go wrong. But chapter eight was my favorite chapter to write. Dive it's on fear and humor. And those two things are like awesome to write about. And I got to tell a story and I got to use the word different version of the word wiener that I said out loud and in the audiobook. And I got to tell a funny story. And I I just really love humor. And if I can write with comedy, um, I think humor is a really great way to tell stories and to heal. Yeah. And so many cultures use it. And right now we're in a place where you know, you can't always say everything you want to say, even though it's funny. And um, I, I get it. We're all really sensitive, but I think humor is a really important healing mechanism too. So writing about fear and healing was by far the most fun chapter to write. I oftentimes say that healing does not have to suck. It really can be its own adventure in and of itself. I think that so oftentimes we look at it like it's this hard thing that we got to all go through and we make, we make everything way too difficult. Like we overthink everything. (laughs) We totally do, do, you know, and that's why even like just jumping into a cold plunge naked is one of the most healing things you can do. I felt like, I don't know. I kept taking my clothes off. Ask anybody that was there. I was like, wait, I probably always took your clothes off even as a kid. I was like, I want to go again. And they were like, God, can we get going? I'm like, just one more time. Just one more time. I think you're either the the girl who likes to take your clothes off all the time or you're not. Like I have all these surfer girlfriends (laughs) and half of them will just always take their clothes off no matter what. And the other half's like, I'm never taking my clothes off. (sighs) Same with soccer teams. Oh, yes. But it's freeing. I think that's what the thing is. You feel free and um, feeling free and safe enough in your own skin to be able to do those things is is really cathartic. And when it's fun on top of that, and you can associate like something hard with such a positive experience, I think it could be really cathartic. Yeah. I was not that person years ago. It's I, I held on to so much of my trauma. I had body issues. And so now having worked through my trauma and turning. Yeah. Yeah. I had major body. I was like, no, no, man. I was that person where nobody looked at me. 
And so now turning 50, I'm like, embrace who you are. Come on. Like this is like Dr. Edith Eager, right? Like reading her book, it taught me a lot about the gift and the gift that we are. So why not? Why not? I'm in the mountains. It's a perfect spot. Like there's a waterfall behind me. Come on. That's awesome. It's like, yeah. why not? You know, I've always been really interested in waterfall therapy because there's, I couldn't find, I really wanted to write about this in the book and I did, but like the science sounds, it's so fudged and hodgepodge that they're like, you can't write that. I had once read an article by a guy named Venzin Wu who was studying negative ions and, you know, said that like when water crashes on water, it creates these negative ions, which can elicit feelings of of positive emotions and endorphins. And they've like tried to study this in labs and you can go into like ancient literature and you used to hear all these theories about people who go to waterfalls to hear, Mm -hmm. but a waterfall is where like waves crash or water crashes on water, which there's an abundance of negative ions to give a contrast, an office building enclosed four walls has like the least amount of negative ions. You can like physically test it and it's like there's no negative ions. But these negative ions are created when water crashes in water and something happens with molecules. I ain't a scientist. You can ask Florence Williams what that <laughs> means. But but this guy Benson was trying to prove that the act of getting barreled in a wave where you're inside basically a waterfall of moving water must be, well, this is what I'm hypothesizing by his research, must be the most maximum euphoric place you could be on because there's all these negative ions, which is why surfers go to such great lengths to chase barreling waves. Right. Wow. I don't know, but I can't, I couldn't, I called all sorts of like, I called UCSD. I called all sorts of like places. I called this like leading negative ion researcher. I couldn't really get anybody to give me like strong science of it, but it's something I'm still interested in. Oh, well, that's the next book too. We got all these next books. It was an article. article. (laughs) There's a book there. (laughs) You're just like, I'm done. (laughs) No, I I would love to write another book. I I think it's tricky with AI. You know, I squeaked by. It is. uh, It is tricky. Three months before ChatGPT came out. And I'm like, man, that's going to change things. Mm -hmm. It is. Yes, it is. So give us a little bit um, more, just one last tip to everybody in regards to the book that uh, can help those people that are feeling stuck. Um, Give us something within the book that is like, okay, I need the one thing that everybody needs to hear. Can I share what mine was for me? You talked about courage, flow, and awe. Amazing. Love that part about it. Courage, flow, and awe. But I want you to share what was yours? Like, what is the one thing within the book that you want everybody to really dive into and to hear? I think the biggest thing is that if you have a wild idea, it'll often lead to the most rewarding adventure. Yes. And I say that at the end of all of my podcasts, but I think if it's wild and it just gives you this like tickle, but it scares you and you know, you should do it, but maybe it doesn't make sense on paper, but you know, to propel your life forward anyway, then you should go do that thing. And I think there's a chapter in my book that breaks things down to numbers. And I learned this from a man named Jesse Itzler. Um, Mm. He is the founder of the build your life resume. His wife is Sarah Blakely of Spanx. He's a really cool guy. And I recommend people follow him on Instagram, but he breaks down things into numbers. And like, let's say for example, your parents are, 80 and the average lifespan is 85 and you see them twice a year. That means you have 10 visits left with your parents. Yeah. 
And when you break numbers down like that, it makes you book a trip with your parents. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you have to do one adventure, you know, either take your family on a trip or someone meaningful to you or do your own numbers challenge, which is like, I like to pick my age and run that many miles for the month or the day. I'm too old now to run that many miles for the day, but like, or catch that many waves or whatever over a week or put a decimal point in between the numbers and do that. Like if you're 46, 4.6 miles, I'm not 46 yet, but you know what I mean? Like do something fun. And lastly, this isn't in the book, but I've been leading into big kid energy lately. And we all have heard of the song that talks about big D energy, which is like big D energy. Yeah. 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 I think you should just lean into big kid energy as much as possible. And nature lets you do that. It lets you play and have fun. We're not that serious when we're surfing, unless we're with like annoying surfers that are like competing on the tour or whatever. Yeah. You know, make it fun, bring joy, get outside into nature, however you get it. And, you know, little adventure will go a long way. I love that so much. I agree with you. We don't play enough and being outside and being out in nature allows us to play like, big kids bringing that little kid up to play. It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. I'm so happy to have had you on. Thank Thank you. you. Will you come back on at some point? Yeah. I'd love it. Let's meet in person. You come to San Diego, let me know. I would love that. So that's actually one of my next adventures. I'm having, being on this podcast, like now that I'm doing this podcast and I'm interviewing such rad, amazing, freaking people. I'm putting it out there. I'm like, I think I'm going to take all my shit and stick it into storage in a couple of years when my kids are older and literally like hop the world and meet all the people that I've talked to. Right. That. That's like one cool thing. if instead, well, you, you should do that. But what I want to do is I want to get all the people that have been in my podcast and do like an in-person festival oh, that would one be, day. Yeah. A hundred percent. 100%. I want people to like, like, I want to like dive into the space so that they're at, right? Like mm, surfing because right? I'm not the surfing kind of like freaks me out. I can paddle with whales and dolphins four miles offshore, but surfing freaks me out. So, you know, we all have our thing. And so I want to do all the things that's like kind of freaking me out a little bit, right? Brett Harrington. She's like, come over. I'll teach you how to climb the side of a you know mountain. I'm like, sweet. Jill Wheatley. She's like, let's go to Nepal. I'm like, okay. And so right? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I still have Vasquez of Auto's like, come climb Everest with me. I'm like, no, dude. Like, come on, I'll go swimming with you. There's a lot, of, no there a lot of other Tell base camp. I was like, okay, maybe. It's we can do it together. I'd be happy to. How's that? Super fun. Well, thank you for having me on. And <laughs> thank you for, for being on. You, you you're so and, rad. and if you are struggling, like you're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing is like a lot of people are also struggling. Nobody has it figured out. Like, Everything is made up in the universe. Just remember, like we're this small dot on a spinning girl globe in a spinning universe. There's aliens out here now. We just yeah, heard last are. week. So, you know, like can't take the pressure off. Like most of your listeners, if they're like you or I, they're probably high achievers with a lot of pressure on themselves. Often their moms, busy schedules. Like it's hard to be a mom. I'm not a mom, but I honestly think that's the most wild idea is to be a parent. It's pretty awesome. And give yourself some credit and love. And, you know, my, my partner said something to me the other day. He's like, Shelby, right now, as you kind of transition from having published this book to the next thing that you don't really know what it is, which is kind of freaking me out. He's like, overcompensate with love. 
Yeah. Like, be obnoxiously overcompensating by giving love to everybody. The people who annoy you, like the people you love, your bank account, your job, your book, the emails, the podcast, whatever. Overcompensate with love. That's okay. Fun. That's a good lesson. Where can people find you? I'm really easy to find. <laughs> I have a website. Right now I'm a little too easy to find. And I'm like, oh my God, people must be so sick of me. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of getting sick of myself. I'm shelbystanger.com. It looks like stranger, but there's just one R at the end of Stanger. And I have a podcast called Vitamin Joy that I'm thinking of bringing you back that explores the intersection of mental health and humor. And there's a really good one with my mother about addiction. She's in a, she's the top addiction specialist in the country. She's so awesome. Louise Stanger. Um, you can find wild ideas worth living um, on the REI Co-op Studios Network or pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. Will to Wild, Adventures Great and Small to Change Your Life is available everywhere books are sold. Amazon, REI.com, your bookstore. I don't know. Someone's probably selling on the legal version on eBay. Uh, I've seen it everywhere. So I love it if you bought the book, listen to the audio version. I think that's the most fun if you're a podcast listener. So good. And um, yeah, if you like it, I'm easy to find and reach out to. And I have a consulting business because I was getting asked to help people every single day. And Johnny was like, you need to like just charge for it because you don't have time to keep doing this and people will show up more if they're paying for it. I was like, okay, okay. And so now I have a, like a little consulting business just on Fridays right now. And um, we'll see how it goes. We're testing it. People love it. So far, men have been reaching out to me more than women, which is so I ironic. It. I didn't think that was going to happen. I enjoyed speaking I with wait. you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you, you for being on and uh, we'll stay in touch. Awesome. You're amazing. Thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm grateful to have you here. I believe in you, I believe in us, and always will. Life can get hard, but I promise you, on the other side, it's glorious. I'd love to invite you over to sarahsholtenkranz.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to thriver. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page, leave a message in my comments, and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.